a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We have a bipartisan transportation bill clocking in at 2,702 pages, an Olympic heft to be sure. Do you think you know what's in it and what it means for Utah? Well, it's time to go beyond the headlines and look what it really means. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. We're very pleased to have uh, Utah Senator Mitt Romney, one of the lead negotiators of the bipartisan infrastructure bill, join us on the line to help us get beyond the headlines, beyond all the rhetoric, uh, to what this bill really is, what it means, what it means for the people of the state of Utah. Senator, I know it's a very busy day for you back in D.C. Thanks for jumping on with us. Happy to join you, Boyd. <laughs> so you, you've been at this uh, for the last several months, uh, and uh, all the ups and downs, ebbs and flows of this kind of bipartisan work. It's not easy. This is the hard work and heavy lifting uh, of bipartisanship. But uh, tell us what you've learned and then uh, what uh, what you're most happy about uh, as this bill gets to the floor of the United States Senate. Well, you know, they say that uh, making law is like making sausage, uh, that you don't want to see how it's done. But actually, I've seen how they make sausage, and that's a much prettier process uh, than making law. Uh, you know, it, it has, uh, it's been a learning experience because it's been difficult to work through issues with our Democrat friends. Uh, but we did not want them writing a bill of their own and passing it without any Republican shaping or votes at all. So uh, this was an attempt to uh, keep them from doing something uh, that would have been very, very damaging. And I think we came up with uh, with actually a bill that will help solve our our nation and particularly our state's infrastructure needs. Yeah, and let's, let's dive into that just a little bit because I think that's an important part. I think everybody agrees across the spectrum uh, we have some – work that needs to be done in terms of roads and bridges and, and infrastructure. And we have things right here in the state of Utah. Uh, can you share with us some of the things that will impact Utah directly that are part of this bill? Yeah, first of all, uh, there's $3 billion appropriated uh, for Utah highways and roads. So that's a, a big jump uh, to say, look, let's put additional funding into roads that can be current roads or it could be new new roads that, of course, will be up to the state. The federal government's not going to tell people how to do it. Uh, but then I was able to get into wildfire mitigation and management, uh, uh, and and that is uh, that's something which is obviously a huge issue right now. Also, funding for the Central Utah Water Project uh, that's been a, a high priority for a long time. It provides uh, hydroelectric power as well as water for fish and wildlife, um, and for agriculture and, and and residences for Central Utah. Uh, there's also a hundred million dollars coming to drought contingency planning. Uh, so plans to how we can do a better job dealing with drought. Uh, and I'll mention one more, and that's uh, a little over $200 million going to uh, people in the Navajo Nation that don't have running water, to get them running water. 
So there are a number of Utah-specific priorities that, because I was part of this team, we were able to work into the final legislation. So as we look at the uh, the path forward, we know uh, over the next uh, 48 or 72 hours, there'll be uh, an amendment process will open up. Uh, to me, this is one of the this is the, the moment of fear and trepidation, especially when people realize that a, uh, a bill will be passed and likely will be signed into law. The uh, the lobbyists tend to come out of the woodwork and things start getting dropped into the bill. Uh, are there things that concern you rolling into this part of the, the amendment process uh, that uh, you think might get in the way of actually moving this forward? Well, there are very few amendments that we've seen so far, but you are right. There will be dozens that are brought forward. Uh, those that I've seen so far, I actually like. Senator Cornyn of Texas, for instance, has an amendment uh, saying uh, that with regards to the COVID money that's already been sent out to the states, that they should be able to use that for infrastructure if they want to. So right now they can't use it for that purpose, but he says, look, let's expand what they can use it for. That, that's an amendment I'm going to support for, uh, you know, not adding to the deficit uh, and not raising taxes on people. Then there are things I'm going to probably end up supporting. But, of course, now and then people come up with something that sounds good, but if it were adopted, it would kill the whole bill. And you know that it's so-called poison pill. Right. And, and, and those you say, well, even though it sounds good, and I might support it. I know it'll kill the bill, so I'll have to vote against it. So, you know, there'll, there'll be those kinds of circumstances. I don't know which ones they'll be, but I know some folks, you know, they want the whole thing to fail, so they'll come up with some ideas like that. Yeah, and I want to talk just briefly on the uh, on the, the spending, the cost, and so on uh, in moving this forward, also knowing there is the $3.5 trillion package, which will go through uh, without any Republican votes in, in reconciliation. Uh, you have been one that's been very adamant about our national debt and deficit spending. Uh, and, and this is interesting. I, I've seen this just across the spectrum. People who are for this or for that or against this or that, uh, they all are seem to be grappling with this idea of, one, proper role of government. Uh, what can we pay for? What's the right thing? What should we push to the states? Uh, and you've been one who uh, I know just last week in your interaction uh, in the committee with uh, – uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas uh, talked about the national debt. Uh, how did this play into that? And and tell me your navigation uh, in terms of balance, in terms of both debt and deficits uh, and critical needs in terms of infrastructure. Well, first of all, I, I am, I'm not going to be in favor of a huge spending bill unless it is paid for and paid for in this case without raising taxes. Uh, so this, this adds $550 billion dollars over five years. It's not a one-year uh, amount, but it's over five years, and probably the spending won't begin for, I'd guess, a couple of years, because these are you know, highway projects and bridges and rail and so forth, so they take time to, to get all uh, set up. And, um, and is paid for, the, the largest single source of funding, uh, almost 40% of the funding, comes from uh, prior appropriations that haven't been used yet. And so we're taking those dollars and going to use them here. Uh, so, so, for instance, some states that got the appropriation to give out more unemployment insurance benefits, they stopped handing out those supplements. We're taking that money and using it to build roads. So we're, we're getting the job done without adding to the de- debt, without adding to the deficit. And, and were we adding to the debt and deficit, uh, that's probably not a bill I would end up supporting. Uh, okay, great, uh, great insight, Senator Mitt Romney. We appreciate you stepping out and uh, speaking up uh, on this uh, critical piece of legislation. And uh, we know there's uh, a real interesting path through the Senate. And then we've also got to deal with the House that's uh, out of session currently. Are you hearing anything in terms of 
the House coming back in uh, if you're able to push this through this week? You know, uh, what the House does is going to be very much up to the president. Uh, and that is uh, the president knows that this was a carefully, uh, uh, very <laughs> difficult, uh, a carefully put together, very difficult negotiation. And if the House tries to change the legislation in any significant way, why it's not going to pass. We, de- we Republicans will vote no. So the White House is going to have to say to Nancy Pelosi, you've got to pass this as is or very close to as is, because otherwise the Senate won't pass it again right. and, uh, and it won't become law. So, uh, you know, this is really going to be on the president's shoulders or really on his staff to communicate, guys, we want this. We want you to pass it as is. And will they do that uh, remotely? Will they do that by coming back? I don't know the answer to that. It depends on the president's urgency. But I think you'll probably see them move on an accelerated basis to get this passed. Okay. Utah Senator Mitt Romney, we appreciate you taking us behind the scenes and uh, into the uh, inside of of all of this uh, that's been going on. And uh, we look forward to seeing how this all plays out, uh, this bipartisan uh, infrastructure bill, and uh, we'll watch that in the, the days ahead. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Boyd. Good to be with you. All right. Uh, again, that's Utah Senator Mitt Romney. And again, so complicated to, to work through all of these things uh, in terms of where we are, what we need in terms of infrastructure, uh, who pays for it, how and when, uh, all critical things. But the important thing uh, is to make sure that we're going beyond just the talking points and really getting down to the substance of these issues. Uh, much more that we will follow in the days ahead here on Inside Sources. So stay with us. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.